You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. So you stuck around for relegation, mate, didn't you? And you had that year in the Championship with London. And how did that go? And how, how did things go for you in the capital? Yeah, so when I first signed, I signed a two-year deal. So you know, there was you know a lot of lads left at the end of that year. Um, you know, I was I was hoping there was maybe something Super League wise because I thought you know I had a decent season, but I think. It, if that was the case, because I, I signed a, a professional contract in the okay. end, it wasn't a Super League contract, so I couldn't get out of it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, did, I didn't really want to leave. It was, you know, my missus moved down with me that year. Um, and it was, you know, it, it was just, you know, it was a great opportunity for me missus because my missus was, uh, got a job in London, so it was amazing for her CV. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously I, I was contracted for another year, so... You know, the, the aim then was, you know, to get promoted back in Super League. Um, you know, we did some great signings, lost a, lost a lot of people, but gained a lot of experience as well. Um, and, you know, we, we started off started off really well, to be fair. Um, you know, it's probably uh, one of my best pre-seasons to date. Like, I got myself in, you know, probably the best physical physical shape, fitness-wise, mentally. Um, you know, I, I was ready to go. Um, and to be honest, I... I was having the the best season ever in my life. I was I was playing unbelievable, and COVID it didn't it. So <laughs> I was yeah. absolutely out of break. I, I remember, you know, I, I was and I, I got in team of the month that first month. I was thinking, oh my god, please can this carry on? Yeah, you're and, fine. Uh, I, mean, I play. I was playing nine. I was playing loose forward. I was playing half back. Oh, I was playing everywhere. Yeah. Um, I played played against Witness at half back. That best game of my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I was really enjoying it, and then obviously, like I said, COVID it. So you know, me and Mrs. were stuck in house. She was working from home. I was living with Corey and his his wife, who we just got married to. Yeah. So there was four of us in an house. Um, you know, it was just it was just one of them things. In the end, like <laughs> it wasn't meant to be, was it? No, you know, mate, that's we, it. Yeah. We we only lost one. I think we we lost against Fev. We won everyone else and lost against Fev. Uh, with you know Feb were doing the same as us, you know, competing for the top spot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was it was I was gutted, mate, because I was having a pretty decent, like probably my best rugby season to date. Yeah. Um, and it just got cut cut short, and that's just how things go, really. Isn't it? It's just one of them. Well, actually, uh, usually it isn't, is it? And then no, the super extraordinary happens, mate. Yeah. So yeah. you know that happened, and I just had to. You just have to suck it up and get on with it. Yeah. Um. You know, and as things were going, you know, you're hearing little rumours, thinking, um, you know, it, you know, it's going to come back on. It's not going to come back on. So, yeah. me and my missus were debating, you know, leaving London, and then we got something saying, oh yeah, um, you know, the season's going to kick off again. So we got me and missus got our own place in London because um, we thought, oh, we might as well, and we end up buying a dog. Yeah. So we got we got a dog down in London and everything, um, and then. I remember it was literally. I think we were in, we were in this flat for two or three weeks, and they said, "Yeah, season's cancelled. Not going to happen." So we were heartbroken. Yeah, nice one. So then you at that time, then like I was getting, me and the agent were thinking like, "Oh, can we get a loan deal?" And we we were hoping something would come up, but nothing ended up coming up because it was costing obviously teams too much money to bring other players in when they could just use their academy just to get through the season, which is the smarter yeah. option at the end of the 
Yeah. So I think that year we ended up playing, I ended up playing like five or six games and that was it for me. You know what I mean? I'm just then like just training on your own, running on your own, just trying to keep fit just in case. That thing, you're tied up into the flat then as well, mate, yeah, you know, yeah. the house or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. well, well like, like I said, luckily enough, actually, we ended up getting out of it because we, we stayed in, we were in this facility sort of thing. It's right. like a complex, like a, it's like a hotel complex, but for flats and houses. Yeah, yeah. So basically because we were in this um, house for so long and we basically, uh, we did six months, they let us into this flat then. So we got this flat and I just yeah. said, listen, you know, the season's not happening, we're not getting paid. We're going to have to leave, we can't afford to pay rent because, yeah. you know, rent in London's three times as much as anywhere up north. That's it, mate. So we, me and Mrs. end up just leaving London and we, we moved to we moved to Wales for three months and lived in my mum and dad's lodge for three months and it was the best three months of my life. So, so, so it's what about Ottawa then, mate? So for people that might not realise what's gone on with Ottawa, they've sort of done uh, an expansion idea a bit like Toronto, didn't they, mate? And yeah. then yeah. they've changed their mind and relocated to Cornwall, but that was well after you had chats with them. So how did that move come about? What persuaded you to, to commit to that after the Toronto thing? And and how did it how did it leave you when how did it leave you feeling when it all fell through? Yeah, so at that time I, I wanted I wanted to stay at London because me and Mrs. Rappy in London we, we loved this flight. We just got a dog and that. Yeah. And uh we were just holding on for too long. It just got to the point where we were waiting too long to get offered a contract because, you know, no one like fair play to the clubs the clubs didn't know what was going on so they didn't know how much money they were going to get like from yeah. the league distribution and all that so you know it just got to I think it was like August or something I'd given them like London a timeline to get a contract because they told me they wanted to keep me yeah but it was just when when's the offer going to be and I just couldn't wait any longer because you know you're just paying for a flat that you don't know if you're going to be in or not yeah so I got to the point where it was August and I'd like nothing come through and, uh, you know, I had Ottawa sniffing around. I, to be fair, I didn't have really anyone else sniffing around but Ottawa. Okay. Um, you know, it was, and it was full-time, and it was a chance to move back up north. And it was like, yeah, I know it's League One, and I don't really want to play League One, but to move back home and be with family. Yeah. Not not I can buy a house, you know, not waste money on rent. Yeah. It was, it was sort of like everything was going towards Ottawa than staying in London. Right. Um, so, you know... I ended up signing for Ottawa. Um, like I bought an house with the missus, which was, you know, it was brilliant. It was all, it was all ready to go. We moved there. So we went to Wales then for three months, waiting, you know, waiting for yeah. the time to happen with all that. And from uh, then, obviously, you know, unfortunately, Ottawa couldn't couldn't carry on because of COVID, which is, you know, it's fair enough. It's, it's going to be hard to try and have a, a Canadian-based team in, in Canada when you can't play in Canada. Yeah. So, you know, I think it, they were saying it was going to defer to the year after. Um, they just said, obviously, you know, we can't, we can't play this year. You know, you're going to, you, you just have to um, sign elsewhere. That, that's all. There was, okay. there was nothing else more to it because it was, it's just unfortunate that it never happened due to, you couldn't, you couldn't fly out there last year really. So, yeah. That, well, this year, so, it, obviously, it's gutting because it had been it's it's a great great opportunity just to play in Canada. Uh, it was it was going to be good to be able to move back home and be with family, but it's just one of those things. It's not meant to be again. 
Yeah, no, it's a good outlook though, mate, because you've had some hurdles of it, yeah, so... Yeah, they keep coming, don't they, good... yeah. yeah, they do, mate, hopefully not anymore. So was it an easy decision to go back to London then, mate? Um, well, after after the, the, obviously the Ottawa thing got released, yeah. um, I didn't... I was getting interest. I, I was... It was more like I was waiting for a Super League interest. I was, we were holding on to this club. Yeah. Um, and they, they they ended up signing someone else again, okay. um, which which is fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and then I was getting sniffed around by a couple of Yorkshire clubs to play part time, but I was just at that time. I, I just wanted to stay full time again. Yeah. And then, you know, London coming with a great offer. Um, you know, I, I spoke to Wardy Wardy and Langers, who was I was really really close with. Yeah. Um, you know, to give me the opportunity to go back, it wasn't. It wasn't a no-brainer, no, because I've, I've just moved in. I literally moved into my house. Um, and so then I had to move back to London, pay rent down in London and also pay for a mortgage in a house down here, uh, up here. Right, yeah. So, um, like, my missus was working from home still at a London at a London place. So my missus lived at home for the full year with the dog and I was living in London. So that, w- that was really hard to try and get that right because, you know... I, I've just bought an house, you know, a great house where I want to live and be with and be with my family yeah. and be with the missus, be with the dog and start settling down. And I had to, you know, move away again. So yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't an easy decision, but at the time it was probably the best decision for my rugby. Yeah. So that's it. People, fans don't realise that family are on the ride with you, aren't they? You made yeah, so exactly. many sacrifices, mate. And and not just you, but the laws around you. And yeah, exactly. I I not long had Matty Wyatt on mate. He just said they only see what you do on a Saturday afternoon. They don't see your Monday to Friday, did he? And they yeah. don't see your Sunday efforts then after yeah. you've played and stuff. So no fair play to you, mate. It's a big ass for a young lad. So yeah, it's, it's six years. Like like I said, it's six years this year that yeah. I've, I've 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 lived away from family, and it's not it's not been. <clears throat> I don't want to feel sorry for myself. It's not been. It's not places what are quite close by, you know what I mean? It's not like... Yeah. Uh, like no, you're not round the corner. No. You, know, like, you know what I mean? Like Sheffield yeah. was an hour and 40 minutes away. Yeah. London's London's three and a half hours away. Um, That's not a good day, isn't it? Yeah, and it's not somewhere yeah. I can go I can go home straight after training and stay for the night and then go back the next day, is it? No, no it's not me, so no. It, it, it just got to the point where, you know, it, it was tough. Like, th- this year was tough being, being away from family for so long. Because yeah. you know when you think you've got it, because obviously you've you've been given something there to move back home, and then it just got took away from you. Yeah. And then like someone's like your family's back home, everything's back home that you've got, you're paying for, but you can't live in it. Yeah. And you happen to pay for somewhere else. So it, it, it was it was tough this year, but I just had, I, like I just had to get on with it and just think, you know, if I have a good year, something will come up. Yeah. And luckily it did. It did, mate, didn't it? So, yeah. along come witness, mate, talk us through that approach and how that come about and what, well, I know what persuaded you to come home now, but how was that when you get that call? Well, it moved pretty fast, actually, to be honest, because, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on with London in the background, like, you know, going from full-time to part-time, you know, yeah. they were going back part-time, which was, for me, if I, if I did that, it'd have been a waste of time for myself because, you know, I'd have been losing a lot of money to, and I wouldn't have been able to afford rent on a house. Yeah. And then, 
you know, what would I have done with the house if the missus and the dog had, had to come and live with me in London? And uh, it was just too much to mess around with. Like, and I love London more than anything. It was, it was, it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I can't thank them enough for what they've done. You know, they give me a, a super league, super league uh, chance. Um, you know, it was a great city and that, but it <clears throat> it moved quite quick. I was um, I was getting a couple of interests from other places. It was between Witness and somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and it was just it moved really, really fast actually. My agent Graham rang me and said, uh, "Simon Finnegan wants to speak to you." I went, "All right." He went, when's he ringing me? He went, he's ringing you tonight. I went, all right, okay. I went, all right. So, I, you know, I spoke to Finney. You know, we had a great phone call. I think we were on the phone for about half hour, 40 minutes just talking rugby. Yeah. And he, he just he was just saying all the right things. And um, it, it, it just, it felt strange. Like, I felt warm inside. Yeah. Um, and I remember, I didn't tell my mum or my dad anything about it. Right. Because my mum and dad still have still had that grudge about well my mum still has that grudge about when witness you know he did yeah. that to me you know when I was younger which is yeah, which yeah. you can understand because it's your mum but my my dad's always been witness at heart yeah uh, like, I'm I'm my granddad you know massive witness fans all my family are witness fans yeah um and I remember I don't think I don't think I told them straight away I told obviously told me missus told her how good it was like you know and um, he come Finney said to me. He rang me, he, I can't remember what name, he rang me, and then I think it was like three days later, he come down to see me in London. He went, I want to make the effort to come and see you to show how much we want you. I went, all right, brilliant. Yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know, I thought he might have cancelled it, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. He went, where are we meeting, What? What? where are we going? Met him there, him and uh, Raz, the assistant coach. Yeah. I think we were sat having a coffee, a coffee and a feed for about two, two and a half hours. And uh, I just said, listen, for me, like, witnesses somewhere that has always been in my heart because of what it is you know it's my hometown club yeah but it's got to be right um I've, it's got to be right everything's got to be right for me to come home and make it worthwhile because at, at the same time you know i was full-time at london yeah and i know witnesses part-time so yeah. it had to be it had to fit in perfect for me to be able to still be a rugby player and to get the best out of me, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because yeah, there's no point coming on to be comfy, is there? You want to challenge yeah, yourself, exactly. don't you? And I, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put all my eggs in one basket and have to go and get a job. I wanted to just play rugby. I want to enjoy myself still. I want to. <clears throat> I didn't want to put the pressure on working through the day, being yeah. tired, and then not getting the best out of me at night because I knew then witness wouldn't get the best out of me. Yeah, and I, I made it clear to him. I said, "Listen, this this is how it has to be." Um. And they were really brilliant for me. You know, Phil Finney spoke to my agent. You know, we got the deal sorted in like a week, and then I signed. And I think I rang my dad. I rang my dad after I spoke to spoke to them when I went coffee. And I went, you never know who I've who's just spoke to me. And he went, who? And my mum was on speaker, and she went, is it witness? I went, yeah. <laughs> I went. I mean, my dad was obviously buzzing, like saying, oh, really? Is it? Mum was like, are you sure? Do you think it's right? <laughs> And then, um, you know, the season ended with um, with London, and I, I come home, obviously moved back all my stuff and that. Yeah. And uh, it, it it just everything fit right. It was just it was meant to be sort of thing. Like, um, you know, you know, speak to Finney, speak to like I spoke to Jack Owen, spoke to Danny Craven, and all that. Yeah. And uh, you know, the team that he's put together, 
we were looking really good in that. And it was just all the pieces fit together perfect for me to be able to move back home. And I wasn't moving back home to travel to a Yorkshire team or to travel like to somewhere else, you know, like to a whole team or anywhere yeah. like that. I was moving back home and I'm traveling five minutes, five, 10 minutes to get to training. Yeah. And it's I, at some point in my life, I wanted to play for witness. I don't know when it was going to be just, just to have that hometown, you know, feeling, yeah. um, you know, it's got a massive history with us. Like we both know how big the history is at Witness. It's yeah, it's such a passionate club, and uh, you know, I got given the opportunity, and I, and I, I probably won't look back on it. I'm I'm really excited for this year, mate. Good man, it's it's great to have you back anyway, fella. And I'm sure, I'm sure we'll see the best of you. You've you've given yourself the the best chance possible. So we're on your daft questions, mate. Go on, mate. So any pre-match superstitions? If if I'm, to be honest. If I was going to tell you them all, we'd be here all night, mate. But I used oh, so to, you, I used, are you quite bad with them, are you? Well, I, I used to be terrible. Yeah. I used to uh, really put myself in a tiz like before a game, and my head used to be a mess. Right. And um, so <laughs> I'll tell you a few of them. Like I used to yeah. um, the night before, I used to just uh, I used to have specific meals. I could only have a sweet potato jacket spud for yeah. my dinner, and I could only eat spag ball. Right. I, I could only eat that, and then I'd have to go sleep bang on midnight. Yeah. And then I'd have to. My mum would have to ring me to pack my bag with me it was right. strange mate. it was strange and like i used to have to pack things different like i used to have set things packed in my bag yeah and then i used to have like for my breakfast i used to have frosties and banana but not eat all the frosties drink the milk and then leave the frosties on the side for like two days not clean up fair enough it was straight it was strange mate but different yeah yeah like i'd, I'd, I'd have packed things in my bag that i've had packed in my bag since i was 14 or 15 uh, you know if it I mean? works it works mate isn't it I know but yeah. it, it got to the point where it was it was really bad for my head because if something went wrong then yeah. I'd, I'd overthink about it and then my mind frazzle would be on your that. brain yeah and then literally was the second year I was at London you know when, when I moved in when Corey moved in with me yeah he, he got me out of it and went you're not having this you're not having this you're not having that threw it all away I rang my mum and told my mum I'm, <laughs> I'm not allowed to ring you before a night and she went are you serious? This is our little thing. I went, Mum, I've got to grow up. I'm, I'm, I'm 24 years of age, Mum. Yeah, I've got to leave me Superman on these at all. So, so, yeah, I, um, I literally got rid of it all. Um, and to be honest, like, like I said, that year I, I was playing unbelievable. Yeah. And um, I've not looked back since on it because it was holding me back a bit. I, I do think superstitions do hold you back. Yeah. And it gives you start to overthink on them and it's just, just get rid of them and just enjoy yourself. And you know what? And I've I've loved every minute of the last two years playing because I've not had that thing in my head, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you've been free, mate, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So the toughest player you've played with and against? Toughest player I've played with is probably, it has to be Menzieri, mate. Yeah. The man is a freak. I remember, obviously there's a story going around, he snapped his ACL and then three weeks later he played. Yeah, you know it's, it's a year, it's a year injury. Yeah, yeah. And then he, um, his ankle's facing the opposite way, and he's just carrying on running. And um, remember, he he had an operation on his hand. He had pins in his hand, and we were in that shield final. You know when they had their middle eights, the top yeah, eight yeah. playing the Super League, and middle eights played for shield. We were in the middle eight final uh, against Toulouse, and he had the pins took out the same week to play in it. <laughs> but like the the man's not normal, mate. Yeah, like just, a beast. just trying to just trying to tackle him, it was awful. Like we, we used to have to play like do this wrestle in this uh, squash court 
and you used to put all the mats down and then these crash mats either side and you used to have to run each other as hard as you could. And if you got men's, it used to be you're winded. <laughs> he used to tackle you in your head and he's just all what it's just full of muscle but the nicest bloke you'll ever meet in your life you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so so softly spoken it's like when he has a drink he speaks fluent English it's unbelievable <laughs> but yeah mate the, the man's a freak in it he's yeah. definitely the toughest player I've played with um, toughest player I've played against probably Sean O'Loughlin yeah um, Sean like like to tackle and for game smarts like the, the man, I remember hitting him and I hit him as hard as I could. And my shoulder was killing me. I went, Oh my God, are you, what are you made of? <laughs> and he just went, Shut up and get on with the game, dickhead. I went, oh, Did right, he? Sam. <laughs> Nice one there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went, All right, Sam, nice one. Mate. Yeah, cheers. But, mate, yeah. Like, but, like, you know, like, you know, he's, he's, he's tough though, isn't he, mate? Like, yeah, I think he is. a lot of people who've probably played against him will probably play, say, Charlotte always one of the toughest players. Like, the man yeah. could spin past the ball about 40, 50 yards. Carry the ball non-stop and just keep going. And he, he was he was brilliant to play against. Like, like yeah. you know, someone you look at and think, "Oh my god!" Like you're an icon of the game. That's yeah, especially probably... when you've got up watching him and that and it. Exactly, mate. Yeah. So yeah, he's probably the toughest player I've ever played played against. Right, mate. So your favourite away ground you played at? Um, I have to probably say Hull FC Stadium. Yeah. Uh, like we played played there when we were in the Super League year. The, the stadium's just immaculate. It's just unbelievable. Like, um, the pitch was unbelievable. The stadium was class. It was just like a proper enjoyed it. Like, I played, I obviously played at Anfield and that, which was amazing. But just for like, you know, a rugby league facility. Yeah. It, it was, it was brilliant. Definitely the whole FC ground. Right. So you're out on the lash with the lads. You're either in the snake or you're in Simmy's mate. <laughs> the microphone lands in your hand. What you giving us? So we've had this conversation actually ready for Christmas too. We're saying what's our, what's going to be my initiation song. Right. Uh, might have to go the snig after it as well. Yeah. But <laughs> my little karaoke song is a bit of a surprise. CeeLo Green, Forget You. Yeah. <laughs> absolute belter, mate. I sing yeah. on a karaoke and it's absolutely brilliant getting the crowd going in that. Yeah. So are you a one-two step with a click of the fingers or do you just stand and give it people? No, I I stand there and they get it, the two fingers. Yeah. Everyone gets it. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. So now it's your one to thirteen that you played with. So you can start at full back or front row, mate. I've, I've written way. this I've written this down. Do you know how hard this, this was? I can imagine. Because, because like some people have I've only played with once, but you just have to put them in for sheer quality of what they've done in the career, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like number one was Paul Wellens. Yeah, uh, I obviously got the opportunity to play with him, which was brilliant. Uh, my number two was Reese Williams. Yeah. My um, number three is Menzieri. Yeah. Number four, Mark Percival. Aye. Uh, number five, Regan Grace. Yeah. Number six, Jordan Abdul. Yeah. My number seven was hard because I put three down, but. Like I put Danny Rich down, I put Corey Aston down. Yeah. But just because of what what he did and helped me like when I was at Saints and his you know, his career, I put John Wilkin at seven. Yeah. Um number eight, Luke Thompson. Right. Number nine, I put two down on this one. See, I was like I didn't get to play with Robes, you see, but you know, I trained with him. Yeah. But yeah. I did get to play with Lance Hire. Fair enough. So if we're, if we're going off playing with, I played with Lance Hire, so Lance Hire at nine. Yeah. 
number 10, Luke Yates. Yeah. Number 11, Sia Soliola. Animal, wasn't he? Yeah, unbelievable, yes. mate. That man was a machine. Uh, number 12, brilliant person. Helped me massively at Saints. LMS, Luke with McCarthy Scarsbrook. Yeah. And number 30, finally, Morgan Knowles. For all the latest regarding Trot the Egg in, please add John Hetherington on Facebook, at John Heth, H-E-T-H, on Twitter, at Trot the Egg in on Twitter, and Trot underscore D underscore Egg underscore in on Instagram. You've been listening to Trot the Egging. Thanks to our sponsors, Bardell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Egging and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.